Welcome to the Improver Network Podcast. The Improver Network mission is to make the world better by helping faith-driven leaders, entrepreneurs, and small business owners improve personally and professionally. Finding balance and maintaining focus in a world of distractions and discouragement can be challenging and frustrating, but we're here to help you discover your purpose, become more productive, and reach your true potential. Now here's your host, Justin Winstead. Well, hello and welcome to the Improver Network Podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you today, and we have a special guest in the house. He's in our studio here at Improver HQ. Got my friend Darren. What's up, Darren? How are you today? Doing well, Justin. Thanks for having me. Look forward to our uh, discussion today. Yeah, this is going to be fun stuff, man. We just got through doing a meeting together and got to do an impromptu presentation. And so (laughs) it's already been a fun, productive day. And we're going to continue the uh, journey here of just sharing information and content to hopefully encourage some people out there. So (laughs) yes, yes, that was quite impromptu. Yeah, but it was fun, man. I like the little tag team on it, so we'll keep our tag team action going here. So, hey, we always like to start our podcast, especially with a new guest, by just letting them get to know you a little bit. And so I could try to give you some big, awesome intro, you know, kind of like they used to do uh, with the boxers and the wrestlers and give all the bio and stat, and, you know, the crowd goes wild, but uh, we'll be anticlimactic and just let you uh, tell us as little or as much as you want us to know about who Darren is. Wow. Thank you very much. So uh, Darren Hollingsworth here, a longtime pastor in the uh, DFW uh, area, including uh, 22 years uh, being a senior uh, student minister at the Hills Church, and um, recently I stepped off to start RP3 Coaching and Renewal, and because the Lord uh, really was was really good and honoring to me during a sabbatical time, when He told me He's like it's t- it's time for a new season, and that season is going to be you developing people, and so I have started a little business called RP3 Coaching and Renewal. And uh, within that, I cultivate renewal and faith leaders to help them lead ministry, lead organizations, and lead businesses so they can do that from a place of health, so they're leading from, a, from the inside out. All right. Now, um, I want to cover some more basic details. We're you just going to go ahead and jump right on into the deep end, because yeah. you said something in there I didn't know you were going to say, and I'm just i got to unpack it a little bit. Let's do. But you said, hey, man, I was in this spot, and I felt like the Lord led me, or the Lord told me. I forgot exactly the way you phrase it, but mm. some of the people listening to this podcast, they're going to be um, you know, people who uh, associate and understand that title of Lord, and they're Christians and believers, but we have all kinds of people who tune in here, so... What about those who go, man, I, what does he mean the Lord told him? Did he just hear audible voice? Because they may be thinking that you're yeah. uh, you're crazy from the get-go. What does that mean <laughs> to you that the Lord told you or led you here? Well, like I said, I, I come from a faith background and from a pastoral background. But no matter what background you come from, um, I think all of us can recognize that we're all trying to be better versions of ourselves. We're all trying to improve and grow. And so whatever that... Um, outside influences, whether that be uh, something of faith or whether that be from an educational background or instructional background or just maturing background, we all have the ability to connect deeper um, and, and live lives that are that are meaningful to us. Yeah, but for you, when you said that, Lord, was that was that an audible voice you heard though, or was that? Uh... Is it more of just like a little feeling or a, a whisper that you yeah. know, what, what that what was that like? It's definitely never been an audible uh, thing, but one of the cool things about when the Lord speaks, I mean, sometimes for me, He speaks through um, 
his word um, as I, as I'm spending time uh, doing my own soul care through his word, but also, um, man, he speaks to me, I, I believe, by giving me thoughts and impressions in, in my mind. Mm-hmm. And um, and so usually if I have any of those and, and that's confusing to me or, or, or uncertain, I will always balance that against his word because any anytime the Lord speaks, um, he's never going to go against his word because mm-hmm. his word is the is his incarnate. So when you get that sense, that idea, that thought that's like, uh, this didn't come mm-hmm. from Darren. Like I don't know where this came from. I didn't read this <laughs> anywhere, but it's like you, you go in there, then you kind of feel like, man, is this is this the Lord? Is this God speaking to me? And then you test it against uh, the Bible, and that's yes. kind of a, that's so that's part of how you decided to uh, transition, and now you're in this new thing. You're doing RP three. Uh, now is RP three? Is there some symbolism or some? Yeah, behind that of course. Being a pastor, it's it. There's some sort of acronym <laughs> to everything, right? So it's um, renewing people's passion and purpose, and so that comes from my own story of even doing ministry so for such a long time um, and stepping out on sabbatical. The reason I stepped out on sabbatical was because I was recognizing that um, how I felt was not lining up with the importance of the call to ministry. And so I was really wrestling with the Lord and really for a, a season of several years. And so I got real transparent with uh, my leadership there at the Hills and it kind of went on a journey and eventually just decided that I'm so busy uh, producing and leading that I want to hear the Lord very clearly on what he's calling me next to. And so literally the day my sabbatical was approved by leadership there, um, I heard the Lord say, develop people. Right. And that was a, that's a, that was a scary thing uh, because it, it literally meant stepping out in, in faith um, in a way that I hadn't stepped out in a long time. Mm-hmm. And, like, are you doing this by yourself, or do you have? Is your do you have family of kids? Like, what's yeah. your, what's your and share as much or as yeah, little as you want to. About it. Tell us a little bit about you. So personally. I started this. I started this literally just so that I could uh, live with a healthy um, margin and a healthy connection with the Lord, but also have have great margins for being fully present with my family. I've got a beautiful wife, Jana, uh, two kids. One um, is at West Texas A and M studying agriculture, and a sixth grader who. Uh, loves to be the center of attention on the stage, but not off the stage. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's amazing. Yeah. All right. So, and then what are some things you like to do? What's What's fun for you? What are uh, Yeah. What are those? Oh gosh, things? probably my biggest uh, passion outside of of work and really developing and helping leaders uh, live faithfully is I love to be outdoors. So anything outdoors from an athletic standpoint, but I really love to hunt and fish, and especially in in the realm of archery, because archery teaches you so many levels of discipline um, that that it, that's really a, quite a challenge to me. All right. Well, that sounds fun. Maybe you should show me how to do that one day. You bet. So. <laughs> you bet. Bring up the bows and my arrows. My hand-eye to, coordination is not one HQ. of my strongest skill sets there. I can tell you that. I, I struggle in that area many times. Does it mean anything to be right-eye dominant to you? Yes, like, it does. Uh, yes. Yeah, like, yes. man, it's, I've tried to shoot, like, down the look down the barrel of a shotgun right. in the past, and I can't close my left eye, and so it creates all kinds of... Well, we may, need to, so. we may need to have you shoot left-handed left-hand. then. Oh, <laughs> man, now, gosh. Or man. we can introduce the pirate eye patch. <laughs> hey, now, I have done that before. I've worn the uh, worn the eye patch before, so... <laughs> yep. So much fun. Well, all right, man, so let's start coming in some things that just would be really super helpful to the mm-hmm. audience, and... You know, really trying to unpack some of the ideas that you have because you got a phrase that you've used uh, a lot that I've that I've heard, and um, 
I'm not super familiar with it, and I don't know how many of our listeners may be, but you, you've referenced soul care. Yes. And that was one of the things we're going to talk about uh, today. So whenever you say soul care, like what's the main thing? Like the We'll get deep into it, but let's kind of talk to the elementary kid who's uh, who needs it basic mm. first. <laughs> so I would say soul care is really the the idea or the practices of intentionally slowing for intentional connection. Okay. So think about that from the standpoint of of our our culture is probably the fa- is the fastest moving culture that that it has ever been, and it's not going to slow down. Mm-hmm. We're not slowing down. It's not going to slow down, and so because of that, we see such um, high levels of anxiety, high levels of depression, high levels of burnout, um, um, especially among um, high capacity leaders, and so. Um, I really believe that healthy leadership begins with a healthy leader. And so I believe soul care practices, the, that intentionality about slowing down to reprioritize what matters most will connect you and help you live and lead at your best. Got it. All right. So, you know, John Acuff always says, you know, that everybody's got a book that's uh, that they've been yes. to write. And yep. I feel like every coach kind of has a certain – um, message that's uh, slightly unique to them. Is this your kind of thing that you feel like is one of your, um, you know, this is part of your passion and your conviction, and this is part of your message that you feel like you got to share with people? You bet. Healthy leadership. And uh, in order to do that, um, the leader has to be healthy first. And so, um, you know, if you just think about um, several several leaders I'll list off here, Kerry Newhoff says that we've just been through the most difficult two years of life. Uh, John Eldridge says that life is returning to normal after the pandemic, but deep inside, we all recognize that we're not normal. We talked earlier that uh, in July, CNBC did a did a survey, and 40% of workers are considering changing jobs. And it, from the pastoral side, the Barner research says that 42% of pastors are seriously considering leaving the ministry. And so I just want you to think about that as a leader. If if all the people that you lead, whether that is on your staff team or people that you manage or even volunteer leadership, if 40% of them stepped out right now and said, I'm not coming back or I'm leaving because I'm unhealthy, what kind of state would that put you in as a leader? Mm-hmm. And so I really believe that this isn't so much about jobs talent retention or talent acquisition, as big of a struggle as that is right now. I believe that it's probably a deeper issue about the unsettledness of our soul. Mm. We don't have any margin left. Our mental health is deteriorating. We are busier and faster and going and people and culture and sports and everything is asking for more and more of our time and attention. Wow. One of the tools that we use in our practice here is called the Peace Index. And, right. you know, that part of that, that being at peace, it sounds, and that's one of the things we talk about all the time. It's like if you're not at peace, all the other things in life are, are not where they should be. And yes. So try, to, try to be in sales and uh, have an argument on the way into work with your spouse or with your kid. It's really hard to, to go right. and make that sale whenever your mind's, your, uh, your, your headspace is not in the right place. Uh, there, so yeah, that that really speaks toward one of the biggest analogy that 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 Dallas Willard has, and that's the idea of a life that's fully integrated. Mm-hmm. And so, when we talk about integration, we're talking about all the pieces or all the parts of your life that are working together and going the same direction. So, just think about it as a leader, you probably you may have a family. So there's that part of your life. You so you have the parent part of that, you have the marriage part of that, the spousal part of that, 
Um, you have uh, your leadership side. You may have your hobbies like me like and, and, and other things that you're interested in. And so you've got all these pieces of your life. But we all recognize that if one of those areas is out of whack, your kids are ill, mm-hmm. your marriage is in trouble, one of those things can throw off the rest of your leadership life. It's going to have an impact into all. And so how can we as leaders fully integrate all those pieces together? And Dallas Willard says it, it's three big things. He says it's your will, which is your, if you kind of look at it as concentric circles, your will is is uh, what you desire the most. And we get the word willpower from. The second circle just outside of that is your mind. And those are the things, your, your thought processes. What are you constantly thinking about? And the outer circle is your body. This is your own kingdom. And this is, the, this is the, how well you take care of your body, the things you eat or what you do. And so when any of those things, your will, what you desire the most, your mind, what you're thinking about, and your body, how you're living or how you're treating your body, if one of those things is off, then you are not integrated and you're not, they're not moving in the same direction. So there's tension. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, no, it does. Um, I've not heard it say quite in that way before, but you're kind of reminding me of the old Zig Ziglar wheel of life, you know, where you, okay. about you did the little uh, circle and the little pie chart and you kind of rate yourself. And yes. One of your, you know, if one of your areas was off, you kind of started having a bumpy wheel and the, the mm-hmm. more that was off, the bumpier. <laughs> right. The yeah. bumpier it goes. But yeah, you got to have all of those things. And so much of it is about alignment. It's about balance and Look, not, nobody's perfect in all the areas, no. right? And so it's, it's not about trying to achieve perfection, but it is trying to achieve, uh, you know, that we talk about uh, balanced success here mm-hmm. because we kind of talk about how a lot of leaders are uh, guilty of lopsided success. You know, they're really good at work, but then, you know, they're not taking care of their bodies or they're, you know, some of them are really good at home, but yet because they don't do a good job at work, they lose their job and now they can't pay their bills at home. And yeah. so you've got to have all these things operating in tandem. Yes, and figuring out what the margin is for each of those and how you can be your best and fully present in each of those areas. So I kind of like to think of it as, as like a guitar. Um, as you're playing a guitar or as a person plays a guitar, over time, um, the more you play that guitar and make beautiful music, or, or in, in our case, um, you're leading well in all of those areas, um, as you play that or as you lead well, there are going to be those strings will stretch eventually and they get out of tune. And so do we have enough self-awareness? Do we have enough accountability in our life to be able to say, hey, this area needs some retuning mm. a little bit? Does that kind of make yeah, sense? Yeah, no, I, lo- I like that. That's a good analogy there. All right. You talk broadly on why this is important, but yeah, let's let's get real personal here. Sure. Why does this really matter to you? Like, and you don't have to name a person, but when you think about why, where you've seen this, or why, what is the real why for you in this? Why is this a big deal? Because I feel like this, you're telling me this from like almost a conceptual abstract point of view, like we're sitting around discussing, you know, philosophy and <laughs> ideas. But I, I sense that this is more to it than that. What have you observed? Well, there's more to it because it's extremely personal. Mm. And um, being being in leadership at a at a at a mega multi site church and having a staff of 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 twelve to fifteen and and the impact of hundreds of volunteers and and uh, and impacting the next generation, you know, when when it kind of became disconnected for me in leadership, when how I felt didn't line up with the calling anymore, I knew that something was off. Mm. 
and I kept asking the Lord, what is it? What is it? I, I, I want to honor you. I want to honor the calling that you've called me to. And uh, it was just time for a, a transition. And so, um, and so when he said to develop people, and that was placed on my heart, in my mind, um, that is really what I want, what I feel like my next calling is, is mm-hmm. to develop leaders so that they can live and lead in a healthy way, but also for the people that they are leading to help them um, live and lead healthy lives. Mm. So a lot of this is related to your own uh, journey then when you didn't feel like you had the right amount of soul care in it, and yet you were trying to lead out of that. And you know, it's, it's kind of a hard deal yeah. to try to give away what you don't possess. Yeah, right? as leaders, we don't slow down. Mm. We don't slow down, and not intentionally. And, and we know that if we don't do that intentionally, the rest of the world is not going to slow down just to take it easy on us for a while. Yeah, I know. When I first got into business, and I don't want to throw the guy under the bus, so I won't mention his name, but mm. uh, some people would recognize it from his tagline. But uh, his main message, and he ended up teaching this to me, and I bought it hook, line, and sinker for a while, but it was Sleep is for Suckers. Oh. And that was the name of Sleep is for Suckers. Yeah. And I was like, man, you're right. And and then I remember buying in some of the artwork, you know, with the hustle, you know, phrase mm-hmm. on it. And it's like, it's the grind, it's the hustle, it's the 24 7, like, you know, nobody's going to outwork me. Yes, and, and yes. Look, there are times where you got to do that, but uh, I let it go too long, and I didn't know it at the moment, but I, a little while later, my wife said, hey, during that phase, I felt like a single mom, mm. and that just absolutely just kind of destroyed the way I viewed that season yeah. of my life, and how close was I to, you know, messing up our relationship mm-hmm. or things coming crashing down because yeah. I wasn't slowing down. Yeah, and you were experiencing some levels of burnout. Yeah. And so, but how the, how the you know, nobody wants to admit, hey, I'm, I'm burning out. But um, how those things uh, look in real life, a lot of times we don't recognize. I, there's, a, there's a really great uh, tool that's uh, Symptoms of a Depleted Soul, and it's from Ruth Haley Barton and Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership. And you know, how would you, how many of these symptoms have you experienced in the last month? I'll just rattle a few off. Irritability or hypersensitivity, uh, restlessness, compulsive overworking, emotional numbness, escapist behaviors, uh, slippage in your spiritual practices, not attending to your own human needs. And so when you start to add up the full uh, sum of all those things, you start going, Oh, I, I am I am cutting the legs out from my leadership. Uh, maybe I am working yeah. too hard. Maybe I am not caring enough for myself. And if the leader is not healthy, then what does it say for your leadership? Well, the interesting thing, based on part of my background, is I was raised in an environment where that was almost a badge of an honor. Those lists mm. that you mentioned, yeah, uh, that list, those lists of those items and like behaviors, like we almost felt like it was part of our um, calling in life was to always struggle, to always strain, like that life was supposed to be hard. And you know, part of the country boy mindset, I was sure. raised in rural Northeast Louisiana, and part of our mindset is is you got to sweat and toil and. You know, there was a certain phase in my life where I remember saying, you know what, uh, hell's going to freeze over before I end up wearing a suit and working in an air-conditioned <laughs> office. And then, you know, hell didn't freeze over. But, yeah, I ended up uh, being in that suit in the air-conditioned office. But the mindset was is you got to sweat. It's got to be hard. It's mm. got to be tough. And, you know, the people who have it made, they really don't have it. They're the, 
they're not really the good people in the world. We're the good people because of how hard it is. Yes. And man, there is a certain amount of like persevere through things and overcoming obstacles. That is admirable. But there's nothing admirable in not taking care of yourself. There's nothing admirable in honorable and saying, I've got needs that I'm going to always ignore. Yes. Now, look, sometimes we got to do that, right? Absolutely. And I guess that's the hard thing is as parents, as leaders, sometimes you do have to sacrifice. You do have yes. to put your needs on hold. So how do we find that balance then? Because, you know, to never attend to any of your needs is not very good. But if you always get what you think you need or you want, then mm-hmm. that becomes a different kind of problem. So where's the balance? Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit because here's the thing. Um, it, even in, let's just call it the good old days, I guess, if you want to look back, um, there were there were times where you may work extremely hard, but still at the end of the day, you punched out and you went home. Now, because of technology, um, work follows us home. It dings, it buzzes on our arms with our watches or our phones, or there's always something else to do. Or we, or we even think, hey, I, I can just, I can work from home. And remote work in some cases are a great um, option for a lot of people. But unless you have healthy margins and healthy boundaries, then how, how well are you going to be fully present for your family or for your work? So I, I am all about hard work. I love hard work. I love uh, the idea of just working and toiling because I believe we're created for work. Work is part of creation. But at the same time, we're also created to have margin. And if, from a biblical standpoint, you look at it, the Lord illustrated that um, in creation on the seventh day where he rested. And we see where Jesus, with the human... Um, the human side of God, as He came to Earth, um, He would He would often withdraw to lonely places, mm-hmm. and so we have to take these seasons. If we don't, as leaders, we're not going to lead very healthy. Does that? Yeah, yeah no, that does answer it. You know the story about Jesus, though, that I really resonate with is where He is trying to go and pray. And he asks his disciples to pray with them, and they keep mm-hmm. falling asleep. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they weren't taking care of themselves. They were so tired, they couldn't yes. even be there for their friend mm-hmm. during what was going to be his most trying yeah. moment. You know, he's on the eve of the uh, the, the, the worst time of his uh, earthly life, and uh, here they are. They can't even stay awake with him. So that's me. I'm one of them. I need, you know, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, man, kind of relate to that. Yeah. But man, that, it's just, it's tough. It's tough, and, and I think if you're listening out there, one of the things we want you to realize is that, None of what we're saying is coming from this position of we've got it figured out and we kind of walk this, you know, perfectly. I think we're all struggling with where is that balance on our needs and our desires. And like, yes, you have to you have to give up and you got to sacrifice and you got to sweat. But yet that's not supposed to be all of life. And that's you right. Be able to enjoy it uh, as well. And and it's just it is tough to find that balance. And I think the balance comes with what I call rhythm. Mm. Um, and so th- there, are, there are parts, there is rhythm to nature. There is rhythm to creation. We're in springtime right now. There's a rhythm to your heartbeat. And that sometimes when you are exercising or, or doing things um, more intense, that, that rhythm speeds up, and that's okay. But there is a rhythm. There is an intentional um, coming back down to what's normal. And so we have to be intentional about protecting that in our leadership lives. And so I like to use the term um, when anytime rhythm loses its purpose, it becomes routine. And so as a leader, let me ask you, do you have a, a routine or do you have a rhythm? Because rhythm is always connected to purpose. 
routine is easy to cheat on. Mm-hmm. We'll skip our workout for work. We'll skip our quiet time for the the noise of distraction. Mm-hmm. So you're drawing distinction between rhythm and routine. Yeah, you're saying that rhythm is, is con- attached to purpose. That's right. And how do we um, how do we arrive at that? Where does that come from? Like, how do we attach? Uh, rhythm to, to purpose? What do we mean? Yeah, let me, let me just say it this way. If I have the routine of going to the gym to work out, it's so easy because it's a routine. And, and, and I think it's great that I'm there, but it's so easy for me to say, instead of doing four sets of this, eh, I've done two. That's good enough today. Mm. It's easy for us to just dismiss and, and we lose the whole intent. Well, the reason I'm going to the gym in the first place was to be healthier, be stronger, be more fit. And so um, if I stay connected to the purpose, uh, my purpose is to be healthier, stronger, fit, lose weight, whatever it is, then I am intentionally pursuing that rhythm, and it's not just a routine of going through the motions. So when I hear the word rhythm, do you know what comes to my mind? What's that? Music. Ah, yes. And so... I may be misinterpreting what you're saying no, here, but the way that I'm receiving you're this on it. is... If I go sit down at the piano, I can start playing keys and making notes, mm-hmm. right? That's routine, like ding, ding, dong, you know, like yep. I'm just doing it. But if I'm actually trying to engage in a certain rhythm, I'm playing a song. There's now you, a now you're making music you're with making you. Music That's right. making notes. That's right. And so what you're saying is, is that sometimes we fall into this trap of doing things by routine, and it's just pressing keys with no ultimate goal on the mm-hmm. piano, we're just pressing a key here, a key there, because we're supposed to, because somebody told us we should, because we went to a workshop and they said do it. Mm-hmm. And that's different than sitting down with intentionality to play a song. I'll give you two illustrations. One, um, does you, or and I'll do it in a question. Does your leadership or your going to work right now feel like a routine or does it feel like a purposeful rhythm that it matters mm-hmm. And so, um, I, you know, if we stay with the spiritual content, does going to church right now feel like a routine or a purposeful rhythm to connect with God and God's, and God's people? This episode is brought to you by The Improver Network. Members of The Improver Network get exclusive access to bonus episodes of our podcast. Additional member benefits include educational content, encouraging community, and practical coaching to accelerate personal and professional growth. For more information about becoming a member, visit improver.network today. So when we think of it in that light, it kind of brings us back to, hey, we may do these things over and over, or we may have these certain practices that we that we do, or our days are structured, but but we do that with purpose behind it instead of just going through the motions of this is where I go at this time, this is what I do at this time in this day. Definitely more of a flow, and it's more of um, it's more smooth. You know, mm-hmm. when I think of the rhythm. I'm going okay. There's more of a there's more of a dance to it rather yes. than a choppy. You know, kind of just doing it because you got to mm-hmm. and just checking off the thing. You know? Yeah. So, all right, that's interesting, man. That was, uh, you know, I, I like to play with words sometimes, and so that distinguishes between rhythm and routine. You bet. Somewhat intriguing. So, mm-hmm. 
Well, look, some of our people are listening to this and they're going, okay, look, I get it. You need to have soul care. You got to have certain rhythms and all that. But like, what are the real how to's? Like, I need, I need some steps. Yeah, let's get practical. I need, like, yeah, bring this home for me because mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm 25 minutes into this thing and I'm trying to figure out how to do this on Tuesday. So you yeah, know, what uh, what do we do? Here's the some of the the most practical things that you can do. Um, if you from a spiritual standpoint, there's a couple of apps, and one is called the One Minute Pause app, and the other one is is Lectio 365. So the One Minute Pause app is from uh, John Eldridge, and and you can even just set it up. My phone is set up that at 10:30 and 2:30, it's going to buzz every day and say, "Pause for one minute." So he even has some guided times in there where you can listen and, and listen uh, to some prayers or um, he asks you questions and you can go through that. So for me, um, setting up those intentional times to just go, okay, this day is busy, but 10.30, 2.30, I'm going to pause. And I'm going to pause with intention because I want to reconnect. So Lectio 365 does it morning and evening. So there's a couple of apps that can help you. But maybe maybe it's something as simple as um, you you uh, prioritize what does your day look like the night before, and um, you know for me on Sunday I will I will really look over my week and really really make sure um, my week is is sketched out, prayed over, and purposeful in in all those things and plan out my week. Uh, that way I can that that way when I when I go into every um, appointment, every client meeting, every conversation, um, whether I'm creating social media content, whatever it is, I'm asking the Lord to remind me of the purpose in all of those. So, hey, shameless uh, plug for the full focus planner. That's what I use well, to do that. So. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, thefullfocusplanner.com mm-hmm. is our recommended resource on that. Thefullfocusplanner.com. You bet. And so, you can journal. Um, you can find a coach or a mentor that you have um, intentional times and rhythms with and uh, not just, hey, when I need it, I'll call you. No, there, there's something more about the intentionality of that, um, whether that's Sabbath or whether it's fasting with a purpose. Or um, I really like to to talk about Sabbath with, with some of my uh, faith leaders of life-giving people um, and life-giving activities. So what what does that look like for Sabbath? Now rest, of course, is included in that, but um, there's also a part of of that that, that is life giving people doing life giving purposes. So um, you can read different books. There's reflection and meditation, uh, journaling. Man, I hate to say it, but um, I was 50 years old before I learned before I really started journaling. And there's no other place in my life where I can be completely transparent. Um, with the Lord, uh, but it also provides a level of accountability for me too, of saying, I need to go have this conversation. So now when you say this, are you talking about sitting around there and you're, uh, pull out your pen and it's dear diary and like, (laughs) I mean, what does that, what does that look like for you? For me, it looks more like honest conversation with the Lord and maybe even honest conversation with myself Mm -hmm. of, of, Hey, this is something I'm, I'm recognizing or I'm sensing and I need, um, I need to address it. I need to write about it. I need to think about it. I need to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Man, so so those are some practical tips on doing uh, the soul care there and really trying to replenish and re-energize. And, you know, I would say there, there's a book out there, Are You Fully Charged? And it really mm-hmm. makes me think about the, the fact, and this is part of the premise of the book, is, is that what people desire so much is to have a fully charged leader who's mm-hmm. authentic 
but authentic and being fully charged. And we got a lot of people that are trying to lead, and they're leading at depletion. They're drained. You know, they're, That's right. And they're so uh, malnourished themselves, and it's the old blind leading the blind thing mm-hmm. there. And we try to, you know, one of the things that we do as leaders sometimes, we try to multiply what we want or what we teach. But at the end of the day, we multiply who we are. We, yeah. We, we multiply what we model, not what we, you know, explain or talk about, you know. And so, man, these things are so important to try to model it and be the right kind of people because that's who we're going to replace, who we're going to re- reproduce. Same thing with children, right? You know, it's like sometimes mm-hmm. as parents, we want to try to raise our kids to be better versions than we are ourselves. And it's like, wait just a minute. Like, how are we expecting our kids to do the things that we're not going to do? We need to step up and do that. So I think soul care. Yeah. Is one of those. Any other things you want to add on to soul Man, care? I, you feel like we didn't get a chance to cover? Or? I would just say be intentional about it. Mm-hmm. It's got to be an intentional thing that you are pursuing. And um, not only is there a level of intentionality to it, but us, there's also a, an, a, a level of accountability that goes along with it. And so find that person. And whether you have to pay somebody as as a, as a coach, as a spiritual director, as a leadership coach, um, you know, we may talk a lot about what's in my coaching sessions, um, what's what's difficult with your job and you're getting a different perspective um, because you're in the middle and in the mess of it as a leader. Um, but really what we're what I really want you to grow in as a leader and continue to develop in is is am I living in a healthy way? Am I leading in a healthy way? Because when you are healthy first and foremost and, and everything is integrated, um, then you're going to live and lead it from a place of health. All right, let's get personal for a minute because I think yeah. that some people really need for us to get outside of the uh, idea world here. Sure. When you talked about you, like where is a moment, and if you don't want to share, let me know, maybe I'll think of one right quick, but can you think of a moment when you felt really like super drained and like what what – where were you? What was going on? And like, how, when you're like, man, I haven't been taking good care of my soul, mm. and here's what I'm really experiencing, yeah. you know, right now. Does a, does a situation come to mind? Well, think of it from, from this standpoint. We see people post all the time that, hey, unplugging for a short season, being, being without electronics or being without um, cell coverage was good for my soul. Going to the beach was good for my soul. And what is it? it it's finally, it, it is that act of intentionality of disconnecting from all the things that drain us. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it had been 26 years in ministry with never taking a sabbatical. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was always the one that just said, I'm going to be the most committed um, to uh, ministry than anybody else. I will be here um, and I will be available for anybody whenever they need it. And it took a heavy toll on me, but it took me probably 24 years to realize what it was doing. It probably took a, well, I know it took a a heavy toll on my family. Mm -hmm. And so I remember on my sabbatical, um, somebody asked me probably three weeks in, Hey, are you ready to come back to work? And I just said, no, Mm -hmm. no, I, I, I am not refueled. I am not restored. I am not at my best. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I, um, a few weeks later, I was standing on the edge of a, of a cliff on a mountain in, in uh, New Mexico, uh, Colorado border, and I was just asking the Lord, like, will I ever feel like working? Will I ever feel passionate about um, what it is you, you want me to do next? And I just 
heard this roar come up through the canyon, and it was a wind, and it was a mighty wind, and it came up the canyon and literally blew me back away from the edge of the cliff. And it wasn't like a suicide moment. It was a spiritual moment of of the Lord just saying, my wind, my breath will fill you with leadership passion. And so it wasn't long after that that the idea of RP3 came and and began developing that. Wow. That's awesome, man. Well, you bet. I love uh, love hearing things like that. I, I know for me on the positive side of really feeling recharged is a couple of years ago I went to a conference, and it was at uh, the Omni at Amelia Island in Florida. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, I didn't even know where Amelia Island was <laughs> before that conference. I had not heard of it. didn't know anything about it. So I kind of went in with, like, zero expectation. Like, it'll just be another conference at a hotel and, you know, stayed at Omni's and so whatever. But I get out there, and I was pleasantly surprised because it was almost by accident. I found myself out by the pool, and I'm sitting in a rocking chair, and I'm rocking, and I... I'm by a fire pit. There's this massive round fire pit. And I love fire pits and I love rocking chairs. And then I was listening and this hotel is on the beach. I'm like, man, I can hear the waves crashing. I couldn't really see them. It was nighttime, but I could hear the waves. And then I look up and Amelia Island is actually far enough away from the city that you can look up and still see stars. And so it was amazing. And I just remember in that moment, drinking my hand, surrounded by good people, rocking in the chair, by the fire pit, by the beach, under the stars. And I thought, this is one of the best moments of my life. And And I just rested in that and relished it. And I just felt like I could have run through a brick wall at the end mm-hmm. of those uh, few moments there. Uh, well, it was actually a couple of hours. But yeah. sitting there, I was just like, man, I was so fired up. I was so ready to go. And, uh, yeah, that was just a random recharge moment for me. Yeah, <laughs> so. and it's you know what's crazy is it's been scientifically proven that the sounds of nature um, calm and relax our biorhythms. Well, you know what? I believe that because we've got four kiddos and, you know, it's like sometimes they start turning into little, um, well, they just go into kid mode, right? That's right. They're breaking all the rules and they get annoying or whatever. But we can take them camping. If we spend a weekend camping, two or three nights camping, and it's like it just resets them. And they, they... Next thing you know, they're like, man, we love these kids. We mm-hmm. were thinking about ditching them a few days ago. Not right. Really, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, look how great they are. Yeah. And I think that that nature, and you talk about the biorhythms there, I think that's a part uh, part of it. So that's one of the reasons that, that I really love being outdoors, um, whether that's fishing or, or hunting or, you know, um, from from an archery standpoint and bow hunting, um, I'll, I'll be sitting in a tree or a stand alone hearing literally the earth wake up, watching the earth come to life in the, every morning. And God's word says his mercies are new every morning. And I think part of that's from a biorhythm standpoint of, of sleep helps slough off all the uh, um, things that have happened from previous days and our tissues restore. Uh, but I think it's also deeply connected to a spiritual rhythm too. Yeah. All right, so flip side on this, man, we're talking about these things of, man, camping and being outside on the stars <laughs> and by fire pits. There's some real practical things that I just felt recharged. When do we feel, like, super drained? And we talked about the busyness of the mm-hmm. world, but, like, let's be specific on it. You know, you you find yourself, like, how did I spend two or three hours on social media today, mm-hmm. right? Man, it, it don't, I don't feel all that that happy uh, about things or, Hey, I'm out trying to buy something I really can't afford because I'm hoping by buying this thing, it'll fill a need that's draining me. Right. Yeah. Being so intentional about structuring your schedule of, even if that's just, Hey, I'm going to every day, I'm going to take a five minute walk 
or a 10 minute walk at these times. Um, so you can step away from, from everything. Those are, those are levels of mindfulness or those are activities of mindfulness that you can just be intentional about from the small things to the big things of what's your next vacation? What's your, what's your next time day off? Hey, I want to throw you a curveball then. Let's, uh, let's just kind of roll with the punches here, but our impromptu presentation today for the meeting with the Chamber yes, of Commerce. Was yes, working, working genius. Geniuses. And look, you guys have heard me talk about working genius before. There are several podcasts Love it. on it. Uh, you can also go to uh, my site to look up info on that, mygeniuscoach.com. But uh, in any case, uh, the curveball I'm throwing is let's bridge the two conversations. We had an impromptu deal on working genius. Now we're talking about soul care. How do these things tie into each other as far as your genius and being recharged and how does all this play in? Yeah, for me, goodness, um, f- for me, it's like you don't want to be trying to to become a leader that you are um, not really gifted at, okay? That, that doesn't mean you don't have to work on your weaknesses. What it, what it really means is that um, working genius leverages the team and leverages your gifts. And so once you understand what you are gift at, gifted at, what you're talented at, what really brings you joy and energy, that's where you need to be working in your space. And, um, and so from a working genius standpoint, I, I personally love to dig in deep with people and discern um, what their um, struggles are, what their, um, what their leadership type is, how they can better lead. I love to discern, and then I love to be very tenacious in finishing stuff, getting stuff done. And so those are my two as a, as a TD um, with the working genius Justin, I know you're an inventor, right? You've, you're always or a wonderer. Well, I'm wonder and discernment. Okay, wonder and discernment. The ideation yeah. kind of end of the spectrum. Right. But, uh, invention is actually my third one. It is a competency. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. So you're always thinking about what's next <laughs> from the from the wonder standpoint. Yeah. Definitely. What, what could be? You know, we also do the five voices here. My two voices were pioneer, connector, and those really kind of tie in. It's all future oriented, idea oriented. Mm-hmm. That's where I spend you know, a lot of my time. But in all of this, part of what I want to get with that working genius is, is we're doing this podcast on like taking care of your soul, being recharged, staying full, full up with your mm-hmm. energy. Well, uh, operating in the right area of your work yes. is a part of that and making sure as much as possible that you can put your work task into your areas of genius, because that's going to help you to stay fully charged as well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Any other things you want to share with us today? Any other things on your heart or uh, you feel like would be helpful for our audience? No, I'll just tell you, I appreciate you, Justin, for uh, inviting me to the podcast, but also um, for the invite today to lunch and with the Chamber of Commerce. And just want to um, encourage all you leaders out there. um, God has you in a place of leadership for a reason. And so leverage that and make the most of it. Whether you feel like you should be leading more or leading less, um, leverage your leadership by leading from a place of health and uh, from a place of kindness. Mm, that's so good. Well, we sure appreciate that. You know, here at the Improver Network, people sometimes ask about that word improver. Like on the one hand, it sounds kind of obvious you improve or whatever, but there's really two main parts of the definition. And one of them deals with improving the world around you. And that's trying right. to leave things and places and, you know, work better than the, how you found it. Like it is making it better as a result of your presence and effort. But being an improver is also improving yourself. It is taking care of yourself. 
And so, yeah, that's our words of encouragement as well. It's like you really want to make the world a better place. You have to make yourself a better person. Yeah. You know, you can't give away what you don't possess, and you got to fill yourself up in order to be able to go and pour out, and that should be the rhythm of your life is fill up and pour out. And, you know, we kind of talked about the Christian side of things today. I'll just tell you part of my faith philosophy is is that we were put on this planet for two main reasons, and they both tie in with what we're talking about here. One of them is, is to enjoy God's grace. Mm-hmm. He wants to give us blessings. He wants to shower us with love, and he wants us to enjoy life, but he also wants us to give him glory by the way that we love him and love others. And so that is that rhythm is be poured into, yep. receive, you know, have that and then turn around and then give it away as well yeah. and then share back and reflect back. Yeah. And so refuel yourself and refresh others. That is the that is the plan. So that's our encouragement to you today. So thank you for joining along here on this podcast. You know, as always, we'll be releasing uh, new episodes with additional content. If you want more information about us, find us online at improvergroup.com. Until then, improvers, you stay good and keep getting better. Thank you for listening to this production of the Improver Network podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can catch future episodes. For more information about the Improver Network, visit us online at improver.network. That's www.improver.network. And connect with us on social. Until next time, keep getting better.